This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Kings, chapter 7, verse 13, through chapter 8, verse 11. Solomon commissions Haram to supply the temple. King Solomon sent for Haram of Tyre. He was the son of a widow from the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a craftsman in bronze from Tyre. He had the skill and knowledge to make all kinds of works of bronze. He reported to King Solomon and did all the work he was assigned. He fashioned two bronze pillars. Each pillar was 27 feet high and 18 feet in circumference. He made two bronze tops for the pillars. Each was seven and a half feet high. The lattice work on the tops of the pillars was adorned with ornamental reefs and chains. The top of each pillar had seven groupings of ornaments. When he made the pillars, there were two rows of pomegranate-shaped ornaments around the lattice work covering the top of each pillar. The tops of the two pillars in the porch were shaped like lilies and were six feet high. On the top of each pillar, right above the bulge beside the lattice work, there were 200 pomegranate-shaped ornaments arranged in rows all the way around. He set up the pillars on the porch in front of the main hall. He erected one pillar on the right side and called it Yakin. He erected the other pillar on the left side and called it Boaz. The tops of the pillars were shaped like lilies, so the construction of the pillars was completed. He also made the large bronze basin called the Sea. It measured 15 feet from rim to rim, was circular in shape, and stood seven and a half feet high. Its circumference was 45 feet. Under the rim all the way around it were round ornaments arranged in settings 15 feet long. The ornaments were in two rows and had been cast with the sea. The sea stood on top of twelve bulls, three faced northward, three westward, three southward, and three eastward. The sea was placed on top of them, and they all faced outward. It was four fingers thick, and its rim was like that of a cup shaped like a lily blossom. It could hold about twelve thousand gallons. He also made ten bronze movable stands. Each stand was six feet long, six feet wide, and four and a half feet high. The stands were constructed with frames between the joints. On these frames and joints were ornamental lions, bulls, and cherubim. Under the lions and bulls were decorative reefs. Each stand had four bronze wheels and bronze axles and four supports. 
Under the basin, the supports were fashioned on each side with wreaths. Inside the stand was a round opening that was 18 inches deep. It had a support that was 27 inches long. On the edge of the opening were carvings in square frames. The four wheels were under the frames, and the crossbars of the axles were connected to the stand. Each wheel was 27 inches high. The wheels were constructed like chariot wheels. Their crossbars, rims, spokes, and hubs were made of cast metal. Each stand had four supports, one per side projecting out from the stand. On top of each stand was a round opening three-quarters of a foot deep. There were also supports and frames on top of the stands. He engraved ornamental cherubim, lions, and palm trees on the plates of the supports and frames wherever there was room, with reefs all around. He made the ten stands in this way. All of them were cast in one mold and were identical in measurements and shape. He also made ten bronze basins, each of which could hold about 240 gallons. Each basin was six feet in diameter. There was one basin for each stand. He put five basins on the south side of the temple and five on the north side. He put the sea on the south side in the southeast corner. Hiram also made basins, shovels, and bowls. He finished all the work on the Lord's temple. He had been assigned by King Solomon. He made the two pillars, the two bowl-shaped tops of the pillars, the lattice work for the bowl-shaped tops of the two pillars, the 400 pomegranate-shaped ornaments for the lattice work of the two pillars. Each lattice work had two rows of these ornaments at the bowl-shaped top of the pillar. The ten movable stands with their ten basins. The big bronze basin called the sea with its twelve bowls underneath and the pots, shovels, and bowls. All these items King Solomon assigned Hiram to make for the Lord's temple were made from polished bronze. The king had them cast in earth foundries in the region of the Jordan between Succoth and Zarathan. Solomon left all these items unweighed. There were so many of them, they did not weigh the bronze. Solomon also made all these items for the Lord's temple, the gold altar, the gold table, on which was kept the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstands, at the entrance to the inner sanctuary, five on the right and five on the left, the gold flower-shaped ornaments, lamps and tongs, the pure gold bowls, trimming shears, basins, pans, and censers, and the gold door sockets for the inner sanctuary, the most holy place, and for the doors of the main hall of the temple. When King Solomon finished constructing the Lord's temple, he put the holy items that belonged to his father David, the silver, gold, and other articles, in the treasuries of the Lord's temple. Chapter 8. Solomon Moves the Ark into the Temple Then Solomon convened in Jerusalem Israel's elders and all the leaders of the Israelite tribes and families, so they could witness the transferal of the Ark of the Lord's Covenant from the city of David, that is Zion. All the men of Israel assembled before King Solomon during the festival in the month of Ethanim, the seventh month. When all Israel's elders had arrived, the priests lifted the Ark. The priests and Levites carried the Ark of the Lord, the tent of meeting, and all the holy items in the tent. Now King Solomon, all the Israelites who had assembled with him, went on ahead of the Ark and sacrificed more sheep and cattle than could be counted or numbered. The priests brought the Ark of the Lord's Covenant to its assigned place in the inner sanctuary of the temple, in the most holy place, under the wings of the cherubim. The cherubim's wings extended over the place 
where the ark sat. The cherubim overshadowed the ark and its poles. The poles were so long their ends were visible from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from beyond that point. They have remained there to this very day. There was nothing in the ark except the two stone tablets Moses had placed there in Horeb. It was there that the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites after he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Once the priests left the holy place, a cloud filled the Lord's temple. The priests could not carry out their duties because of the cloud. The Lord's glory filled his temple. 2 Chronicles chapter 3, verse 15 through 2 Chronicles chapter 4. In front of the temple he made two pillars, which had a combined length of 52 and a half feet, with each having a plated capital seven and a half high. He made ornamental chains and put them on top of the pillars. He also made 100 pomegranate-shaped ornaments and arranged them within the chains. He set up the pillars in front of the temple, one on the right side and the other on the left. He named the one on the right Yachin and the one on the left Boaz. Chapter 4. He made a bronze altar, 30 feet long, 30 feet wide, and 15 feet high. He also made the big bronze basin called the sea. It measured 15 feet from rim to rim, was circular in shape, and stood seven and a half high. Its circumference was 45 feet. Images of bulls were under it all the way around, 10 every 18 inches all the way around. The bulls were in two rows and had been cast with the sea. The sea stood on top of 12 bulls. Three faced northward, three westward, three southward, and three eastward. The sea was placed on top of them, and they all faced outward. It was four fingers thick, and its rim was like that of a cup shaped like a lily blossom. It could hold 18,000 gallons. He made ten washing basins. He put five on the south side and five on the north side. In them, they rinsed the items used for burnt sacrifices. The priests washed in the sea. He made 10 gold lampstands, according to specifications, and put them in the temple, five on the right and five on the left. He made 10 tables and set them in the temple, five on the right and five on the left. He also made 100 gold bowls. He made the courtyard of the priests and the large enclosure and its doors. He plated their doors with bronze. He put the sea on the south side in the southeast corner. Horam Abai made the pots, shovels, and bowls. He finished all the work on God's temple. He had been assigned by King Solomon. He made the two pillars, the two bowl-shaped tops of the pillars, the lattice work for the bowl-shaped tops of the two pillars, the 400 pomegranate-shaped ornaments for the lattice work of the two pillars. Each lattice work had two rows of these ornaments at the bowl-shaped top of the pillar the ten movable stands with their ten basins, the big bronze basin called the sea with its twelve bulls underneath, and the pots, shovels, and meat forks. All the items King Solomon assigned Horam Abai to make for the Lord's temple were made from polished bronze. The king had them cast in earth foundries in the region of the Jordan between Succoth and Zarethan. Solomon made so many of these items, they did not weigh the bronze. Solomon also made these items for God's temple, the gold altar, the tables on which the bread of the presence was kept, the pure gold lampstands and their lamps, which burned as specified at the entrance to the inner sanctuary, the pure gold flower-shaped ornaments, lamps and tongs, the pure gold trimming shears, basins, pans, and censers, and the gold door sockets for the inner sanctuary, 
the most holy place, and for the doors of the main hall of the temple. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious God, thank you for another opportunity to get in your word. We thank you, O Lord, that spending this time is indeed a gift to us, to meditate on your word, to reflect on it, to try to connect the dots, to discern how you want this word to take root in us, how you want it to impact us, O God. We thank you, O Lord, for all of these fine details and distinctive qualities in the ways in which this temple was to be made and construct all the intricate details of what types of metal would be used and fabrics and cloth and so many details that it can become a bit overwhelming. But then it reminds me, O oh God, that you are a God of the details, that you are a God who understands all things and intricacies. And I'm blown away that no longer are we thinking about an, an earthly or a constructed temple, but that we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, that we are your temples now, O oh God. And we thank you for this beautiful truth. It's overwhelming and amazing when we think about all the details in the way in which the temple was constructed, and then we become mindful of all the details in the ways in which the human being was constructed our very own intricacies that we have indeed been fearfully and wonderfully made. And we may, O oh God, not value our full humanity, the beauty and intricacies of human creation, but we were made by the mighty hands of God, the compassionate and loving and intentional hands of God. And so now, O oh God, we ask that we indeed would be living sacrifices to you, that we, O oh God, would be temples of service to you, that your spirit would dwell within us, O oh God that we, O oh Lord, would indeed be the body of Christ on earth and that our life would uh, be a sweet fragrance before your thrice holy nostrils, O oh God, that the way that we pray and serve and love and forgive and communicate, O oh God, all these things, the way that we trust in you and rest in you, that it would be a form of worship. And so, O oh God, help us to be your temples now, filled with your spirit, with deep, deep intentionality, and the stories and the ways in which we have been put together. We thank you, O oh God, that there's no bit of us that is a mistake. There's no part of us that is an accident. And that you are at work making all things new and making us of good use for your kingdom work. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.